Welcome to the Two Hmong Boys Podcast, where your hosts, Chu and Meng, give our hottest takes on current events and Hmong topics. So join us each week and sit back, relax, and jai ipa. Hey y'all, welcome to the sixth episode on Two Mom Boys. We are hosts, Chu and Meng, and on today's show we're going to talk about why men cheat. But before we get into that though, we want to just quickly offer our perspectives and address what we see happening in the Hmong community as it relates to the George Floyd tragedy and the unrest that has ensued since then. So I just want to put this out there. Yes, we Hmong people do need to support Black Lives Matters because it's more than just supporting Black people. It's supporting social justice for all minorities, including Hmong people. But, you know, the only thing that I wish we could do better is have a more productive conversation about all the things that are going on right now. The arguing and trolling on social media isn't helping helping or pushing the cause forward, especially the harassment. And I'm just going to be real. Hashtag why Hmong people don't have a country. <laughs> but yeah, my sentiment uh, is very similar to yours, too. I do think we need to support uh, the Black Lives Matter movement as Hmong people and as a community because we all will benefit from the elimination of systemic racism. And similar to you, I just don't agree with the tactics and ways in which Hmong uh, people on social media are trying to get that message across. I think there's too many people trying to get them to believe what they believe by shaming them. You know, a lot of, I see a lot of people saying, if you're Hmong, you need to support BLM. Stop being ignorant. Um, you know, if you don't do it, you're a bad person. I think this is counterproductive to call out someone's ignorance because when we think about it, that's just going to immediately make that person defensive. And then they're just going to ignore what you're truly trying to say to them. So I just think the shamers, they're really not trying to have a conversation. They're just shouting their viewpoints at other people. And I think what they fail to recognize is that not everybody has been raised with the same background experiences as them. So other people are inherently going to believe something very different. So, you know, the people who may not be pro-Black Lives Matter, they probably have a different set of experiences than I do. So I'm not going to just immediately expect them to be able to think the same way I do. And so I think people are in different parts of the social justice journey based on their own life experiences. And I think that's perfectly okay. And we all need to be respectful of that. And so, you know, rather than shaming others or being condescending to those who don't believe what they believe, I think the best way for all of us to make progress is to just be empathetic to each other's personal experiences, you know, so that we can have a real two-sided conversation where we actually listen to what the other person has to say. And then as part of the conversation, we take that opportunity then to educate them on the need to support these types of movements. And so I believe that's just one of the most effective ways to change someone's perspective when it comes to such a polarizing topic like this. So a little empathy does go a long way. Yeah, I just want to add, stay safe out there, good people. All right, well, enough of that. Let's let's get into cheating now. So Chu and I, we recently did a collaboration with Autet Talk last week, where we joined them to discuss why people cheat, so both men and women. But on our episode today, we're going to dive deeper into the psychology behind why men cheat. And we've got some great stories that we got when we talked to cheaters to understand the reasons why they cheated and why they did what they did. And then we'll wrap it up as usual by giving life advice on Hmong Hmong. So why do men cheat? Well, based on the guys that we talked to for this episode, we got a lot of reasons that Chu and I, we figured, fell into four main themes. And this was based on what they told us and also what we see amongst our male peers. Those four main themes are people cheat to have fun, they cheat for their ego, they cheat to fulfill an emotional need, and they cheat to move on. And we're going to go into each one of these deeper. However, we just want to make sure it's clear that we believe cheating is wrong and we don't condone cheating. 
However, we want to understand why men do it so that we can at least empathize with them for their reasons. So we'll start with the first one. Some men cheat to have fun. Yeah, some guys, they just want to have fun. They don't want to be in a committed, monogamous relationship. They always want the next best thing. For example, better looking women. Or they just want the chase. And bottom line, they just want to have sex with multiple partners. So not saying that the reasons are wrong, because I understand the reasons. But if that is their reason, they shouldn't be in a relationship. Because that's a harmful thing to do. Well, yeah, obviously. However, to understand the reason a little bit, if you look back at males and take away social aspects of things and try to understand males from an animalistic point of view, males across all species are naturally born to want to procreate. When we think about it, in the animal kingdom, women, they have to bear the children. So to them, there is a risk to choosing a wrong partner. So a lot of times you look at the animal kingdom, women want to choose powerful partners. They want to choose men that can take care of them. So it's a choice that they're making to choose their mates. Whereas for men, we're in a sense to just spread our seed as far as we can in order to procreate. So you're trying to say guys can't help it that they're cheaters and for women is actually a choice? I am. From a purely <laughs> animalistic... That's messed up, man. From a purely animalistic standpoint, however, we are no longer uncivilized. We don't beat each other with you know our clubs anymore like cavemen do. We have social and civil Have you been to the tournaments? Instead of clubs, we use umbrellas nowadays. Yeah. And I, instead of clubs, we use chairs. Not the tournaments, but to the OG parties where chairs are being thrown around. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay. And maybe maybe that's why a lot of Hmong men still cheat for this reason, because we aren't that civilized. Yeah, because that's just our basic nature, like our human biology. That's our makeup. That's who we are. For example, one of the guys told us, having an affair is a thrill that gives a man a shot to taste something different, especially... If his marriage has defaulted to the dead fish routine. Okay, I wasn't sure what a dead fish routine is. So, I mean, maybe you can explain that. Okay, so because this is a podcast, you can't see the visual that I'm doing here. But you know when you catch a fish and it's alive, you know what it does, right? It kind of moves and jerks back and forth a lot. (laughs) That's that's a live fish. So a live fish is doing something. Okay, okay. What do you think then a dead fish is doing? (laughs) They're just laying there. Dude, that's so messed up. <laughs> so that is the dead fish routine, okay? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> wow, yeah, I mean, dude. I, 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 don't know. I don't want to imagine this. So that's too that's too much, dude. <laughs> Another aspect of this whole wanting to have fun thing is yes, some men don't want to be in a monogamous relationship. For others, it's a thought of like missing out on something. And so they may have an opportunity to sleep with somebody in that moment, and if they don't take it, they'll miss out on it. So imagine a guy had an opportunity to sleep with the hottest Hmong girl there ever was. Perfect everything. And the only opportunity he had was that night. And he would never get it again because she was telling him that. Some men would do that just because they don't want to miss out on that. Dude, that's fucked up because then I'll be fighting everyone off my wife all the time, dude. (laughs) Well, I hope your wife's not giving opportunities. Well, obviously she's not because I got that shit on lockdown. So it's all good. So to better illustrate this point, someone rolled in and they said, it was a high school crush. I had the chance to sleep with her. So I took it. If I had the chance to fuck more high school uh, crushes, I'll go for them. Damn, dude, they must have treated him poorly in high school. So bottom line, 
these guys really can't be helped. They haven't evolved from the animals that we once were into the gentlemen that Chu and I are today. For sure. The next theme that we heard from guys on reasons why they cheat had a lot to do with their ego. Mm-hmm. As many of you guys know, the measure of a man's manliness is the number of people he slept with. Whether that's right or wrong, it sits like a badge of honor between guys to be like, yeah, I'm a boss because you know what? I sleep with a lot of women. Or the size of their, you know. Yeah, but then everybody says it's huge and you can't ever validate that. So what we notice is inexperienced guys, they tend to romanticize sex. And once they have sex, they could either go two ways. They could go into their animalistic behavior, which goes to the the cheat for have fun. Or they can go to emotional where they're dedicated and they love their wife or their spouse, you know, 100%. But if we're talking about ego, then it's going to be the one where they go into their animalistic behaviors and they just want to sleep with as many girls as they can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had someone write in that illustrated this and said they were a late bloomer. They missed out on a lot of opportunities. And so when they found that they were good looking and they had game, they just went after every girl. This so, is funny though, because <laughs> there's so many guys that are late bloomers. And they're so fucking, they're just so stupid, dude, that they didn't realize that they were actually okay looking or, you know, they, they were just always too scared to try. And I think, I think it's funny because you can always tell who these people are because <laughs> before they get some, they're usually pretty reserved. Mm-hmm. They don't like to talk about sex, even though the other guys are all talking about sex. And then the second they get some, the next time you hang out with them, they're all like an expert on sex and they're all talking about how good they are. And yeah. Well, not only that, but I always noticed like they always act like super hard after having sex, which is just really weird. No, it's not weird, dude, because they finally became a man and you can't be hard unless you're a man. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can't do that. <laughs> that after the first time you had it, you felt good about yourself because like, I'm a man now. Well, yeah, that's it plays into your ego, you know, so your ego exactly. gets inflated. And now you feel more manly, you feel more uh, outgoing or more um, confident. You know. So you can't blame them. Yeah, you can't blame them, but I just think it's funny. <laughs> Man. And the last piece that we heard that kind of fit under this ego thing was some guys do it just for revenge. So they're basically doing it so they feel better about themselves. So either there were girls who did them wrong earlier in life or the current partner is cheating too. So they're like, I'm just going to go cheat as well. Yeah. So some guy rolled in. I remember all the girls were bitches to me, the hot ones. So when I found out I could play them, I did. Another person said, my girlfriend kind of cheated, so I evened things out by cheating. Ha ha. The funny thing here, though, is he says kind of cheated. I don't know how you kind of cheat. I mean, yeah, I don't know how you kind of have sex, you know. I bet he's trying to rationalize his cheating, which is probably fucking a girl, compared to her cheating, which is like talking to a dude. Dude, that's messed up. <laughs> Probably, you know, guys do that. Well, you gotta take it to the next level, man. No, I mean you, can't, you, you gotta go twice. You gotta go yeah. back twice hard. Because if you're gonna be petty, why be petty and do the exact same thing back? You gotta be petty and do something worse. <laughs> that's fucked up. But in all honesty, though, the guys with this mindset who do it just for fun and who do it for the ego, when you think about them cheating, their cheating can become spontaneous. Mm-hmm. because they really aren't thinking about relationships at that point. They're really just thinking about their own self-interest. So, so that is a red flag for spontaneous cheating. And studies have been done in the past, and they've shown that most of the cases when guys cheat, it isn't because of these reasons. 
only about 6% of cheaters for males is because the next girl is hotter or more beautiful. And like these people, they can't be helped. When girls say, guys that are dogs are going to be dogs. These are the type of guys that fall into this category. But you got to remember that this is only like 6% of the cheaters. There's not that many of them. Yep. But too, like the problem is anybody who's experienced one of these feels like it's 100% of guys until yeah, they experience sure. something different. That's the perception problem that the rest of the gentlemen like Chu and I and other gentlemen out there have to deal with. Yes, correct. Okay, now let's go into the reason why gentlemen may cheat. And studies have shown that about 40% of men cheat because they're in a bad relationship or there's a need that isn't being fulfilled by the relationship. So Chu and I call this basically fulfilling like an emotional need. The most common emotional need that is either lacking a relationship for men or isn't existent and is making the relationship bad is a lack of respect. And the lack of respect generally happens in a relationship when a woman stops remembering that she needs to also be his friend. And one way to think about it, if you're thinking about this, is that women start doing things to men that they would not even do to their best friend. For example, they stop appreciating him. Now, we're just like any other human beings. We need confirmation, affirmation. We need you guys to acknowledge us as well. And when you think about your best friend as a female, I'm sure you do that to your best friend. You appreciate their good qualities. You, t- you talk nicely to them. And another aspect of this is that we're not perfect. And when we men are not perfect and make mistakes, we need you guys to forgive us. We don't need you guys to keep telling us that we're wrong and that we can't do anything right. Again, or, if you think about your friend, I'm sure you might get upset at your friends, but you guys find a way to work things through and to forgive each other. Or when we do make mistakes, don't bring up every argument that we have. When you say forgive and forget, actually forgive and forget. And then the other part of being a friend is being their companion. You know, you like to hang out with your friends. Guys, we like to hang out with our friends. Women, you got like to hang out with your friends. We also need our wives who want to hang out with us and do things we like, and not just the other way around where we're hanging out with them, doing the things they like. And so that's very simple for guys because when we hang out, we don't talk to each other. We just sit there in, the, in each other's presence, watch TV, play games or whatever. So mm-hmm. as long as like you're physically present with us, we feel that's companionship. Yeah, for sure. Like just think about all the times that you guys make them go shopping with you or watch a movie with you it's kind of the same thing like if we want to go fishing just go chill with us we don't have to necessarily have a deep conversation it's just having you around and knowing that you're there and you want to be there and you're present like that's all it takes we're not that complicated it's pretty straightforward and simple yeah and so When guys feel like you're no longer their friend and you're not really respecting them, it's very easy for guys to start seeing who does respect them. If they're not respected in the household, I can tell you a lot of guys are respected outside the household. And so whenever, you know, we go to work, we're respected by our peers, we're respected by our superiors. Our superiors do not talk down to us. They support us. We make mistakes. We get second chances. We don't always get reminded of our mistakes. And so we're always hearing good things about ourselves outside the work. And and these aren't things that inflate our ego. These are just baseline level respect that treat us as, as human, as, as a person. 
And so if we don't get this at the home, we are exposed to it outside the home. And unfortunately, that's pretty much like the starting point for cheating. Because Yeah, because when this happens, a guy isn't looking to just cheat in the moment. So it's not as spontaneous as the dogs who just want to cheat for fun. They're missing something at home and relationship is bad. And they're just gravitating over time, generally a lot of times in the workplace, to a coworker who, who does respect him, appreciates him, you know, forgives him, says good things to him, hangs out with him eight hours a day at work, basically. And like, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to be prettier than his wife, you know, or his spouse, because all he's attracted to is the fact that she actually appreciates him and likes him for who he is. So yeah, the biggest disappointment for most men and lack of emotional fulfillment in a relationship is not getting enough respect from their wives. And I hear that all the time. I see that all the time when people do actually end up cheating. And there are other needs outside of respect that can lead to a bad relationship or needs that just aren't fulfilled. And those generally revolve around sex, understanding, and love. When this doesn't happen, when a guy's not getting sex, understanding, and love, the woman has stopped kind of being his lover or his girlfriend. Yeah, with this, one of the key points uh, that we felt was sex. No matter what your guy friends tell you, sex is important for men. I'd say it's like the number one or two most important thing for or sure. value that they have. I'd probably put respect as one and sex as two. And women know this. They keep denying it that it's important, but they hold it over us and use it to manipulate us. Because that sometimes the only way that they can control the power struggle in a relationship is by using sex. And I think that's actually detrimental when they do that because a guy is not going to get his needs fulfilled. And if it's withheld from him long enough, he will start thinking about how else he can get that need fulfilled. And like with sex, it's different when you're boyfriend, girlfriend versus when you're husband and wife. When you're still just dating, it's more frequent and more exploratory. exploratory. But once you put a ring on her, now it's not as exciting. For example, like when you're dating, they like to do freaky stuff. Like they'll give you a blowjob in the car or like they'll be willing to have sex like in public. But once you get married, like all that goes away or not just married, but maybe like once you have kids or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, because we had a guy write in and said, I love my wife a lot, all that stuff. But I cheated for sexual connection because I didn't feel like I could fully be and do what it is I want with my wife because I respect her too much. And no, she wouldn't do more. more. Cheating was for sexual release for me and a connection with somebody else to release my frustration and stress. This one made me laugh out loud because <laughs> I could totally la- uh, kind of relate to it. Well, and I've talked with like plenty of Hmong guys that are around my age and older, and they just can't bring themselves to ask their wife to do some freaky shit or initiate some freaky shit because like, once they've done some weird ass shit to them, they can't look at their wives the same anymore. But that's something that they need to get over with. Over, mm-hmm. you know, it's not necessarily on the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's unfair for you, for him to have done this without asking his wife and and letting her say no, she's not willing to do that because oh, he's yeah. making a judgment about. For sure. It. And honestly, if he needed this need fulfilled, and they talked to his wife, and his wife says she couldn't do it, 
then he really has a decision to make, whether he's willing to forego that kinkiness or whatever sexual release in order to stay in a committed relationship with her. And, and he can't have the best of both worlds. Yeah, so, so sex is super important and is a super important aspect of being someone's lover. And it is so important, maybe this is a takeaway, is that good sex is really hard to walk away from. And good sex is really hard to leave. I've heard a lot of guys say they stayed in relationships even though they weren't being respected and it sucked because the sex was so good. And they knew that if they were going to leave, that they would give that up. So that's just a testament to how important sex can be to keeping a guy in a relationship, which then allows you time to fix all the other problems. Mm -hmm. So what are you trying to say, man? Just keep putting out? In a good way. I mean, you can't keep putting out like a dead fish. You got to put out. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And then beyond sex. Sometimes women just forget to keep loving us and keep giving us love. Yeah, for sure. Because like when you're still his girlfriend, you're trying to please him. But once you're his wife, now all you want is for him to change versus you appreciate everything about him or the good things about him. For example, my wife and I, when we were dating, she never cooked for her family she just wasn't like that but when we were dating she would always cook for me and she would ask me what I wanted to eat and then when I do tell her or critique her she would take it positively versus negatively but ever since we got married she would be like you eat what I cook I don't care I was like oh thank you <laughs> I think but I think this just really highlights what love languages are and mm-hmm. you know Women need to understand what their partner's love language is, and they need to be able to keep giving him that love so he feels that you do still love him. And for Chu, that is cooking him things and doing things for him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of bottom line on this part here is that is that when we marry a woman, we want them to continue being the girlfriend that we married and not to change We don't want you to do anything different. We want you to continue speaking well to us. We want you to continue chasing us, having to continue to feel like you need to please us with sex, with appreciation, with respect. And we just wish you guys could stay that way forever and look the same forever. (laughs) He is. That's fucked up, too. So to wrap this up, like guys who cheat because of a lack of emotional understanding or uh, emotional need. This can still be fixed. This is something that's really uh, solvable. And all it takes is just two people working at it together and being in an open dialogue so that they can express their feelings and emotions and understanding. And when you can't resolve this by working it out, or if you don't address it to work it out, the next thing is a guy will cheat to move on. Mm-hmm. And to distinguish it, at that point, he's already given up on the relationship. Whereas some guys, if they're cheating for the lack of emotional needs, they're saying they still like enough of the relationship to stay in it, but Mm -hmm. they just need this other need fulfilled outside the relationship. Yeah. And this is the point no return for them. And a lot of times when they do it, it's either, I'll just say it, they're a coward. So they don't want to hurt their wife or get divorced or, you know, go through all that complicated stuff. They need something to initialize that so that they can break it off 
And then when they cheat, they hope that they get caught so that it will lead them to the final stage, which is divorce, breaking up, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I can get the guy who says, I don't want to hurt somebody by breaking up with them. So I want to spare their feelings. I don't want to make them feel guilty. But then it's actually, I believe, more harmful than to cheat on them and then to have them break up with you. And now you feel like justified because you fucked up and they're not bad or the relationship wasn't bad, but yet now you've hurt them because you cheated on them. So it is, like you said, a coward move. Mm-hmm. And you know, we heard a lot of guys echo this sentiment of cheating to move on because you know one person said, sometimes the marriage is too dull or too toxic, but we can't move on from a relationship until we find something new. So this is kind of like the guy who wants the best of both worlds. He still wants to hang on to what he have while he's looking for something else. And then some guys, when they cheat to move on, may not be because they've given up on a relationship because of emotional reasons. They could also have given up a relationship because they don't feel like the woman is the one. For example, some guy wrote in, haven't found true love because I wouldn't have cheated if I met the women of my dreams. And this one too, I actually can relate with this one. Mm-hmm. Not that I've done this before, but I've dated a lot of women and been like, things are relatively good. They've done a lot of things for me. They kind of hit on a lot of what I'm looking for, but there's just something in me that feels like this is not the one. So then I will just end up a relationship because it's not the one and then go towards a different one. So I can see where guys also feel this with women. However, the whole cheating to end that is kind of a cop out. It is. And like, I, I, and I totally agree, you know, if they're not the one, it's time to move on. We have to do it in a not so toxic way, like cheating. So to wrap up the four main themes that we gathered when we talked to people on cheating, one was some people just want to have fun. Two, some people are doing it for the ego. Three, some are doing it to fulfill an emotional need or because of a bad relationship. And four, some people do it to cheat because they want to move on from the current relationship. So before guys cheat, they will always weigh the opportunity and consequences. Or even if they're in the process of cheating or thinking about cheating, they're going to weigh the opportunities and consequences. And what we mean by that, from an opportunity standpoint, guys are going to be thinking about, like, what are my opportunities to cheat? Is there somebody out there for me to cheat with? How available and accessible is that person? And like, I just want to quote like a great Chris Rock line. Guys are only as loyal as their opportunities. I mean, I wouldn't say that completely because there is a consequence side of it. But the more opportunities the guy has, obviously, the more chances he has to cheat. And when you think about men, men generally hit their primes later in their life because we make more money later on. When we get older, there's more women to go after. So you can go after women who are 10 years younger, 10 years older, 20, depending on our age range, because you can't do that at 25. You can't be going after 15-year-olds at 25, mm-hmm. but you can go after 25-year-olds at 35. And then in your mid-30s and 40s, a lot of people have experienced life, and a lot of people are just more open to relationships that aren't deep in emotional uh, relationships. And then there's also more divorcees in the later years of life. So that's just more opportunities and more people out there, more fish in the sea for these guys to cheat with. Yeah, let's just be real. Like all those divorcees back when they were younger, they didn't give you the time of the day. But now after a couple of kids, they're divorced. Like you ain't looking so bad now that you have a job, you have a house, you're stable. So you do have more opportunities. 
Yeah, and to illustrate why opportunity is important, somebody wrote in and said, the girl I cheated with didn't care. She said she didn't mind. She said she wouldn't tell. So no harm done to anyone. Just benefits for me. Damn, dude. That exists. This chick is real, dude. (laughs) And not only that, nowadays with technology and opportunity includes the overseas uh, opportunities. Yeah, so pretty much there's just more fish in the sea right now. Feels good to be my prime chew. Congratulations, man. <laughs> okay, but as we said, opportunity is countered by the consequences. So just because a guy has an opportunity doesn't mean he's going to cheat. He, he will also think through the consequences. Will I get caught? If I do get caught, what does that mean? What will I lose? If it's a shitty relationship, oh, I lose a shitty relationship, I don't care. If it's actually a loving, respectful relationship, I might care about losing that. Or if it's alimony, child support, uh, face in the community, all that shit, then damn, dude, that's a lot. It is a lot. So tell your homewomen out there, if you aren't legally married, best get legally married now. And to all those guys, sign a prenup. (laughs) (laughs) Except if your woman would be making more than you and have more than you, then don't. Oh, yeah, dude, don't do that. Be smart. But real talk here, we understand the consequences for men cheating are much less severe than they are for women cheating, especially in our culture. Because in our culture, it is very much more acceptable for men to cheat, meaning they don't really lose face in the community. They don't get shamed for it. Whereas women, even if the guy was the one who cheated, they would be shamed for doing something wrong. And so our culture is not great when it comes to this because our culture is actually an enabler of cheating for men as a reason. Another thing about our culture is like, we're so supportive of our men. Like when there's a divorce, there's pressure from the in-laws, but then there's also pressure from your side as a wife's family to allow your husband to keep your children, which, you know, it would be nice if I was a guy, but if I'm thinking fairness, that's fucked up. Yeah. And I know if it were me, if I was a female or if it's like my daughter in the future, I'd be like, fuck that. This is America. Lawyer up. We take it. We're going to go for what's fair, but we know that that's not as easy as it sounds for some women who are actually influenced by the way we were raised in this community. But knowing that, like, if you do give your child, then people start to talk like, oh, exactly. Sorry, ladies, y'all just can't win. But to illustrate this, uh, one of the guys said, to be 100. So after he had already given some of his reasons, to be 100. Cheating basically boils to, can I sleep with her? Is there an opportunity to sleep with her? And then will I sleep with her? What are the consequences? Am I going to lose my family, my job, my reputation? And so if you think through that psychology of a man, you best limit his opportunities by letting him get big and fat and have a dad bod because he's going <laughs> to shift. Or you pull tight the string on consequences of what he will lose. Mm-hmm. All right, man, let's get serious again. This is the time we give our life advice to all the people that need it for our last segment, Mong Mong. Well, we've been kind of serious. Today's episode was kind of a serious one. 
No, let's dig deeper and get more serious. Anonymous asks, if you found a secret phone that belongs to your significant other, but he denies it, will you look at it knowing that what you find in there may destroy your trust and relationship? Or would you rather not look at it and trust that it's nothing and that it's not really his and just be happy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, my thought, my thought is that Enough said. Next. <laughs> That's fucked up. Dude, this person really needs help, man. Come on. Be oh, serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you ask him why he smells like roses when he comes back home from work, it was just because he drove by to get you flowers but didn't have enough money to buy them for you or something like that, too. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, All man. Right. I, I don't even know mm. where to start. I mean, holy think. crap. I think, I think it depends. Do you truly love him? If you truly love him, you would trust him. <laughs> and you would just ignore it and be happy. <laughs> Dude, no, I can't do it. Fuck this shit. I can't do it. Okay, no, no, no. Leave his ass because he's a fucking lying ass bitch. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, think, I'm like trying to put this on myself. If I had like a secret like burner phone or something like that, first of all, who gets burner phones anymore? Because to have two phones around is more incriminating than just to change their name on your phone to like Chutao, okay? Yeah. <laughs> or just have two Facebook accounts, one with your real profile and one with your fake profile. And then remember to log out. Always log out. Okay. Okay, but let, let's let's be real mm-hmm. and try to address her questions. She's not asking us is the phone fake or not. Okay? Mm-hmm. She's just saying she does not trust him. And so that's why she's debating between whether she should go into the phone or not, or she should just look the other way, really. Yeah, pretty much. It, just, just the fact that she says she should trust him, nothing's happening, it's not really his. I think she's lying. One thing what she's really saying here is, should I look into it and find out what's going on, or should I give him the benefit of the doubt and just look away, even though I know better than that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. All I know is, you know what you're going to find when you look at that phone. The question is, do you still want to be this man even after you find out what's in that phone? That's the I biggest th- question. Yeah, and I think her real question is really, do I just want to ignore this and pretend that I'm still in a loving relationship? Or do I want to end this? Because that's what, she, okay. from what I'm reading, that's what her two decisions are. And she's having a hard time contemplating which one she should take. The way I see is, did he have sex with the other person? She won't I mean, know that. Well, I mean, that's where you have to explore it, you know. So obviously look at it. I would say look at it and then uh, confront him about it. And if he's already had uh, sex with the other person, then to me, that's a deal breaker. That's the point of no return. To me. But that's me. For most men, yes, but women are different. Most women I'm trying to help her out here. I don't want her to stick around. I know. That's why I don't think she even needs to find out about the sex. I mean, she needs to find out for herself what she can forgive and what she cannot. And women tend to be more forgiving if men have had sex with other people because women don't have an ego the way men do. And for men, if you have sex with somebody else, that just burns the ego in such a brown way that the men just say, fuck it. I'm done. Nope. That's, I don't believe that I do. There's always going to be but, resentment. And there's always, it's always going to be brought up like later the, like, like, like the woman? Later in life. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. 
But the woman will at least stay with the guy with resentment, whereas the guy will say, fuck that. I'm not even seeing this relationship, period. I think that's better. Because you're because you're looking at women who actually cannot accept that. And so that's what I'm saying. It's up to her what she really can accept. So don't lie to yourself that you want to stay in a relationship and you can accept and forgive him for having had sex with somebody. If you can't, you should leave. But if you can truly forgive him for that, that's that's her decision to make where her boundary is to forgive or not. I think that's rare. I'm not saying it's not rare. I'm just saying it's up to that person to decide. I'm not saying she's no, going I to agree. decide that she I should get be that. But anyways, if we're going to be serious, stop living a lie. Look at the phone. Look at the phone. Move on. So, man, the last one here is really juicy. Ooh, I'm ready for some juicy. All right. My boyfriend can't accept my sexual past. Damn. That, okay. Oh, that was that's, a title. That's a, oh, that's <laughs> okay. a good start. Yeah, yeah. Hi, everyone. So I've been with my boyfriend for seven months now. We barely have any arguments unless they're about my past. Otherwise, everything is great. I feel very strong about him, and I know he loves me, too. But when my past comes up, things can get pretty heated to the point where he makes me feel like garbage about myself. So basically, my sexual past is that I lost my virginity to a guy that advanced on me and I froze up and I couldn't stop him. The whole situation led me to feeling absolutely terrible about myself and didn't value sex anymore. It led me to having a hookup to feel better about myself and I also had a relationship where we had sex without me really establishing that we should wait because sex is a special thing. My boyfriend really values sex and says it should be special and you should really love the person. I agree, but certain things happen where I devalue sex and basically he gets triggered about that and can't come to terms with that it happened. It was hard for me to come to terms with it and I'm so ashamed of my past so I have a hard time standing up to him when he is insulting about it. I hate that he continues to bring it up and I feel bad that it's something he has to deal with. I don't know how to help him move on. Okay. Just because this guy sounds like a douchebag, I'm going to be real on this one, mm-hmm. is that you probably should just move on. Your sexual history and your sexual past all happened before him, and so it's not your problem. It's his fucking problem. And if he can't handle it, he needs to fucking move on because he's trying to say there's something wrong about you that you can no longer change. And that's unfair because what can you do about it? You can't do anything about it. So he's always going to make you feel bad about this. And your guy sounds like he's a freaking virgin or sexually inexperienced, and that's why he can't handle it. So honestly, you did nothing wrong. Whatever happened, happened. You are who you are. You can learn to grow. And when you meet new people, they should never make you feel terrible about your past as long as you're growing beyond it. Okay. I'm just going to be real about this one because guys like this really annoy the fuck out of me. Obviously, he's inexperienced with sex. So that's why he's using it as a weapon against you. And he can't go get over that, you know. So, you know, he just needs to get over it. But I'll be honest, he's never going to get over it. He's never going like to get over it. Yep. Guys like these, they don't change unless they change themselves. And like you mentioned, you know, you guys have uh, been together for seven months now. And you guys don't argue that much and stuff. Oh, yeah, obviously, because you're still like in that honeymoon stage where you're still new to each other. And y'all don't want to get mad at each other. But just imagine one, two, three years down the line and you guys are actually married and he's still bitching about this, bringing this shit up. And on top of that, you're going to have all your normal problems with a marriage where you argue about other stupid shit. It's just going to eat at you guys and you'll never get over it. And what I'll say, this is a perfect one that we use, that we pulled in. I didn't even think about this tie in until now is that he is not going to feel better about this until he's sexually superior to you. 
And if you guys end up together, he's not going to feel sexually superior to you until he sleeps with other women to make him feel better about it. To say, I've evened it out now. You slept mm-hmm. with X number of people. You've done these. You've, you've slept with people where you didn't feel like sex was important. I'm going to go do that too so I can feel good about myself. I guarantee you that's that's the only way this guy's going to feel better about his sexual inferiority with what with whatever he's thinking in his head. And, you know, if you believe in true love, if you let him go, maybe he'll come back. And by that time, he might be more mature. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you just need to be clear with him that for him to continually bring up your past and talk to you about it, make you feel like shit, you're not going to take that anymore. You got to stand up for yourself because he's going to continually using that as a weapon. And he needs to know that that's not okay for you. And so for him to mature means he truly has to accept that. And like I said before, two mom boys, we don't slut shame. We love all women. Thanks everyone for listening to our podcast. So you guys can check us out on Facebook at Two Mom Boys or shoot us a DM if there's any topics that you want to hear us talk about or want to send us questions for our Mongo Monks segment. Also subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And don't forget to hit that five stars. Tune in next week, y'all. All right, peace out, guys. Shandu, Tichi, Ula, Shitua, Tashinaku.